And I'm joined now by our business reporter, Anand Zaki. Kia ora, Anand. And the Reserve Bank wants to know if inflation figures should be updated more often. Kia ora to you, Mani. Yes, the public is being asked to consider whether New Zealand should have monthly inflation data like other advanced economies as part of a review of the Reserve Bank's monetary policy. The call for feedback on a range of issues follows a recent review of the central bank's monetary policy decisions over the past five years, which indicates inflation would not be as high now if it acted sooner. RBNZ Manager of Policy Analysis Chris Bloor says the current monetary policy framework provides the bank with what it needs to meet its objectives of price stability and maximum sustainable employment. However, he says it would benefit from some tweaks and is calling for feedback on issues like having monthly inflation data rather than quarterly. So the kind of questions we're asking are, you know, what should the inflation target be? So at the moment we target a range of inflation between 1 and 3% and you know, there'll be a question in there about you know, is that the right range or should we be targeting something else? Is the consumer price index the right measure of inflation that we should be looking at? You know, if we had more timely data, that would certainly support us in making good monetary policy decisions. How should we weigh up our objectives between price stability and maximum sustainable employment? We think there's some merit in considering whether the price stability objective should be given primacy over the maximum sustainable employment objective, and we're very much looking for the public's views on that. Chris Bluer says the Reserve Bank is also interested in feedback on whether its requirement to assess the impact of monetary policy on house price sustainability was appropriate. The central bank will host workshops next week and the public will have until late January to make a submission. Demand for industrial spaces continue to be strong, but there are warnings tougher economic conditions will have a negative effect on the overall commercial property sector. A quarterly market overview from JLL shows average rents for prime industrial space lifting by 5.8% in South Auckland and 3.8% in Christchurch. Meanwhile, office rent rises appear to be moderating as more workers settle back into central business districts. JLL Head of Research Gavin Reid says the commercial property sector will see the effects of tougher economic times next year. The headwind is going to be the higher interest rates. So maybe for new transactions, it may be a little bit harder for uh, buyers to obtain finance. Um, The banks will be looking at the quality of the tenants in properties to make sure that they are good tenants that will continue to pay their rents. Um, For the retailers, I see early next year still probably going to be relatively tough. Um, as consumers start to find they're paying more in the accommodation, whether it's their mortgage or their rents, and therefore maybe tightening the belts a little bit more. That's JLL Head of Research, Gavin Reid. Well, taking a leaf out of Australia's book by means testing for the pension is a conversation that needs to be had in this country, according to KiwiSaver provider Koura. Managing Director Rupert Carlyon says the scheme is becoming unaffordable as the country transitions to an older population and cost savings need to be explored. It comes after the Retirement Commissioner Jane Wrightson said raising the age of the scheme would cause financial misery for over 65s. Rupert Carlyon says means testing could disqualify around 20% of retirees from getting a pension, which would save enough money to maintain the qualifying age at 65 years. 
So in Australia, about 80% of people get some form of pension payment. Um, so 20% get nothing, though it is scaled, right? So it's not as though it's a, it's a hard yes or no. I think that's not a bad objective, right? If we're still kind of sitting there trying to give something to 80%, that feels fair to me. Rupert Carlyon says the Australian model offers tax incentives for people to save more in their working years so they don't need to rely on government money. Well, time for an update from the financial markets, and we're joined by Michael Grace of Jardin Securities. Kia ora to you, Michael. Good afternoon, man. How are you? Very well, thank you. Good to have you here. Uh, how's the local share market looking today? It was a good day yesterday, wasn't it? It was indeed. Uh, the NZX50 is currently up 58 points, or half percent, to 11,456 points on what has been a relatively quiet news day. But today's movers include Precinct Properties, which is up 2% to $1.23.5. Sampin is up 1.9% to $4.37. Uh, Ryman and Ryman Healthcare is up 1.5% to $6.85. While on the flip side, E-Road is down 1.6% to $1.23. And E-Road, uh, Pacific Edge sorry, is down 2.1% to $0.45.5. Cents. Okay, how's the Australian 200 index looking and some of the big movers over there? Yeah, a little softer across the Tasman. Shortly after the open, the ASX 200 is down 15 points or just 0.18% to 7,240. Temple and Webster is the leading, pack, uh, leading the pack today, up 14% to $5.28. A lithium miner IGO is up 1.8% to $14.99. Uh, Fortescue Metals is up 1.3% to 1971, but on the other side, QBE is down 2% to $12.70, and CleanAway is also down 2% to $2.71. Okay, how's the New Zealand dollar tracking? The Kiwi is currently weaker against all our major trading partners barring the Australian dollar, and is currently buying 61.94 US cents, 92.68 Australian cents, 51.82 British pence, 59.98 euro cents, 85.89 Japanese yen, and 4.45 Chinese yuan. Which leaves us with interest rates, oil, and gold. The 90-day bank bill is currently unchanged at 4.45%. Brent crude is at 83.70 a barrel, and gold is at 1,748 US dollars an ounce. Thank you very much. Michael Grace of Jardin Securities with our markets update. And another business news this lunch hour, global ratings agency Standard & Poor's outlook on Wellington City Council has turned negative from stable on rising debt and large deficits. The agency has affirmed the capital city's current rating of AA plus to A1 plus, but there's a one in three chance it could be downgraded within two years. Says Wellington is in the midst of a large capital program that's driving deficits and debt levels higher than previous expectations and those of many of its peers. The chair of Ryman Healthcare, Greg Campbell, is standing down from the role due to ongoing health issues. Long-serving board member Claire Higgins has been appointed as interim chair and Anthony Lees as the deputy. As you may have heard in the news, there's been a drop in the number of building consents issued for new homes. The number of consents for new homes numbered just over 3,500 last month, a seasonally adjusted drop of 11% over the year earlier. 
And finally, Australian skincare company Ego Pharmaceuticals has been fined $280,000 in the Auckland District Court for making unsupported claims about the sun protection factor, or SPF, of two of its sunscreen products. We'll have, a wrap, we'll have a wrap of the day's news and numbers around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Marnie, that is business.